0: big idea, Jesus never unintentionally reacted emotionally. Our weekly identity statement, I do not have to instinctively react to situations. I can choose the best response and learn to respond like Christ. Our memory verse, No good tree bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Each tree is recognized by its own fruit. People do not pick figs from thorn bushes or grapes from briars. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Luke chapter 6, verse 43 through 45. Jesus felt joy. Luke 10, verse 21. At that time, Jesus, full of joy through the Holy Spirit, said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this is what you were pleased to do. All things have been committed to me by, by my Father. No one knows who the Son is except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Then he turned to his disciples and said privately, Blessed are the eyes that see what you see. For I tell you that many prophets and kings wanted to see what you see, but did not see it, and to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. Jesus had sent his disciples out to do what he had been doing, and they came back excited. Even the demons submit to us in your name. Then Jesus, as a good teacher does, corrects their focus. We might feel like Jesus should have just let them celebrate and feel the win, but Jesus didn't. He didn't want them to feel the wrong thing. Jesus didn't want them to feel joy because the demons submitted to them. He wanted them to feel joy because their names are written in heaven, because they have received God's gift of life. Jesus wanted them to know real joy, not its cheaper knockoff counterpart, happiness. And then right after that, we see that Jesus, full of joy, through the Holy Spirit, prayed. Notice that this minor correction in the focus of their rejoicing did not stop Jesus from rejoicing at what he has seen in the lives of his disciples. Jesus had chosen to reveal himself to these people, to this group of people that he calls the children. And even though they weren't the best and brightest that society had to offer, they became, they become his disciples in the process. Even though they didn't have a lot of knowledge, there were things that had been kept from the religious leaders who did have a lot of knowledge, that they, the little children, got to know. To see both that they knew and understood what Jesus had been teaching them combined with the living it out of that teaching, the living out of that teaching brought Jesus great joy. Then he turns to the disciples and maybe even in a whisper says, You guys have no idea how blessed you are to see what you see. What you have a front row seat for, others have been longing to see for hundreds of years. For Jesus, joy was in knowing the Father and revealing the Father. His personal joy came out of his relationship with the Father. And his desire was that what he shared would draw his followers into a relationship with the Father like he had. John chapter 15 verse 11, Jesus says, I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. What did Jesus tell them? Well, he had just said, as the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now abide in my love. Oh, and this is how you do it. And why did Jesus tell them this? Joy. Jesus wants you to have joy, not happiness, joy, Joy is something much deeper and richer than happiness. Our world has embraced happiness as the barometer for success in every area of life. If something is making me happy, I should do it. If it doesn't, I should quit it. No wonder people are so unhappy. They're chasing happiness. That's something you'll never catch. It's the perpetual carrot on a stick. Is there something wrong with happiness? No, as long as you don't worship it. But that's not Jesus' desire for you. It's joy. Joy isn't a byproduct of circumstances, that's what happiness is. Joy is overarching. Joy is a gift of the Holy Spirit. Joy is because we are in Christ and Christ is in us. Is joy happiness? Yes, there's happiness and joy, but, but it's not circumstantial happiness. It's something that wells up in you as the desires of your heart change. And the more the desire of your heart is to please the Father and do what he has given you to do, the more joy will fill you. This is what happens here with Jesus. Because because he saw the effect, because he saw the byproduct of what he had been sent here to do to start to take root in his followers, he experienced joy. We will never experience joy if we chase joy. The only way to experience joy is to chase Jesus but not because we want joy, because we want Jesus, because we want the Father. Like I've said before, using Jesus to get joy is like using a toaster for warmth. Yeah, you can feel some heat, but that's missing the point of the toaster. What does Jesus say we should rejoice over? That our names are written in heaven. We should rejoice that we have eternity with the Father. That's what should stir the deepest part of our heart. Jesus experienced joy, and he wants you to experience joy, but he loves you too much to let you settle for a cheap knockoff. When something brings us happiness, that's great, but there's always more to see. If it's God's happiness, then it will be pointing us to the Father. If we experience joy in creation, it's because creation points to the Father, and God wants us to experience joy in him. If we experience happiness or joy in work, it's because the Father has made us to work for His glory. At the same time, if something is making us temporarily happy, that can be a warning sign that our hearts, the desires of our hearts, are seeking joy in the wrong things. There are many things that we shouldn't rejoice in. So we need to ask, what brings my heart joy? Our daily scripture focus, John chapter 15, verse 9 through 14, As we wrap up, I ask you to take a few minutes and pray and think through a few things. First, conceptualize. Imagine the Father talking to you right now, giving you a mission and telling you to do something for Him. Imagine yourself going out and accomplishing that task. And now, upon the completion of that task, imagine the joy you feel for having fulfilled something that the Father gave you to do. Second, reflect what brings you joy? Do you seek temporary happiness more than you seek joy welling up in your soul? Are you more likely to look for joy in what you do or in the gift rather than the Father himself? Third, repent. See yourself having a change of heart, that's your motives, and a change of mind, the way you think about what God has entrusted to you. See yourself refusing to settle for joy's cheap knockoff happiness, and instead be resolute in knowing the Father that He may give you His joy. Finally, thank God. Thank God that He gives you Himself as a gift. Thank God that He involves you in His mission, and thank God that if you draw near to Him, He promises to draw near to you.